Hello Life Changes Church, thank you so much for joining us today. We've got an amazing word for you, so get your pens and your notebooks ready because God wants to speak to you today. Enjoy. Good to be here. I love being in the house of the Lord. I love being at Life Changes Church. And Life Changes PM, you are my favorite congregation. You are my favorite congregation to preach at. And it's incredible to be part of the leadership team here. But uh, recently, I've just been um, mulling over like the last couple of years and my journey at the life of the church. But there's one thing that's kind of been in my mind. And it's this idea of purpose. And I don't know if you've asked yourself that question, is what is my purpose? Not a general, what is the purpose of life, but what is my purpose for Michael? What is my purpose? What is my purpose for Jerry? What is my purpose? And I've asked this question throughout my life. I went to UCT and I spent 150,000 Rand on a humanities degree to find out my purpose. And I realized they're more confused than I was. So it was really a great investment. But this thing about purpose is throughout the Bible, but it's also been a question on humanity's lips throughout the ages. The Greek philosopher Plato, if you're not uh, familiar with him, is he actually tried to figure out what is the purpose of life? What is the reason that humanity is on the earth? And he basically came to the conclusion that we live, live for our own good. We live to make ourselves happy, and happiness is the ultimate value in life. And he said this incredible statement is that our desires are basically, basically like two horses tied to a chariot. On the one hand, we have our good desire, our pure desire, and that horse is running in one direction. On the other hand, we have our evil desire, and just to serve our good, our own pleasure, our own things, and that, that horse is running in the opposite direction. And it's this tug and pull of these two horses running in opposite directions. And so he's basically saying is that we live in a world where actually we can serve two different ways. We can serve the greater good, or we can serve ourselves. But I want to tell you that actually the Bible presents a different picture, that we don't just live for our own desires, we don't just live for ourselves or for the greater good or for happiness. We live for something so much greater, and that is for God's glory. And it says this in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19 to 20. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Paul writes to the Corinthians, and he knows that this is a question that many ask, because he says, do you not know? This is a question that we ask. What is our purpose? Why am I here? Well, it says that you are not your own. And I think that's such an incredible statement and such an incredible thing that we have to get deep inside of our hearts, that we are not our own. That you were created by God, and you were created for God, for a plan and a purpose. And I want you to know that you have a creator. And he knows you and wants him to be known in your life. And so know that you are not your own. This is a different way of living. The world will tell you that I am who I am. I can do what I want and I can do with whom I want to. And it's saying that actually I am the master of my own destiny. I can choose my own path. I can choose who I sleep with. I can choose what career I go into. I can choose all these things. But the Bible presents a different way of living, like those two horses that are tugging in opposite directions. And I want to tell you that we can either live for our own name or we can live for God's name. And there's no middle ground. It's this wrestling match between these two different ways of living. And when I was growing up, I loved watching the wrestling. 
Now on E, Smackdown. I loved it. It was one of my favorite things. But you see these two gentlemen in the ring, and there's the story, there's this great narrative, but they are tugging each other in opposite directions, trying to get the upper hand. And this, there's this thing called the Royal Rumble, and it was my favorite WWE event. But it's basically where they send one person after another person after another person into the ring until there's 30 people in that ring trying to tug each other in different directions. I want to tell you tonight that you are in a wrestling match. You can either live for your name or for his name, and there's no in-between. And so my question tonight is, whose name are you living for? Whose name are you living for? Is it your own name, your desires, your pleasures, your spouse, your family, your career, your finances? Or is it to make the name of God glorified in and through your life? And so I'm going to pray for us, and then we are going to dig more into this topic tonight. But Jesus, I pray that you will show us the Father. But I pray that each and every one of us will have a revelation of how good you are, a revelation of who you are, a revelation of how powerful and how majestic you are, Lord, and that you have a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us tonight. It is to glorify your name, that you have put your spirit inside of us, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, that we are yours, we are chosen, we are called for your plan and for your purposes, Lord. And so I pray that you will meet us here tonight and that we will see you in a radical way. We pray this in your mighty name. Amen and amen. And so while my wife and I were going through the Psalms, we stumbled on Psalm 31, and it had this incredible statement. And at the rate which we're reading the Psalms will be done by 2026, but Psalm 31 kind of, it tugged at my heart, and it says this, since you are my rock and my fortress, this is David writing about God, for the sake of your name, you lead me and guide me. I don't know about you, but I want to be led and guided by God. I want him to direct my steps. I want him to be my anchor. I want him to be the guide of my life. But it says this, David says, it is for the sake of his name that he leads me and guides me. Why? Because it means that he will be glorified. That phrase, for the sake of your name, occurs over 15 times in the Old Testament. And it's the writers trying to say that we live for something different and we live to glorify God. But what this means is to live for his namesake means that you don't live for something. You live on account of something that has already happened. So we live on account of his promises being fulfilled in our lives. We live on account of his goodness. We live on account of experiencing his grace and his wonder and his miracles in our lives already. And so we live from that place. We don't live for eternity. We live from eternity. And it's knowing that we are His, and just what we're supposed to do is reflect His goodness and His grace in every aspect of our lives. It's painting a different picture of how we are supposed to live. We are in this wrestling match between living for our own name and living for His name. And so God wants His name to be known in your life. He wants His name to be known in your life. Personally, intimately, he wants you to know him, and he wants you to be known by him. He wants all the glory in your story. And so God chooses his people as his own, and he chooses to glorify himself in his people and through his people by declaring his name over them, that you are his, you are called, and you are chosen. If you are here tonight, know that you are called, 
and you are chosen by God. You are not just a, a random act of creation. You are created intimately by Him. He will, wants to know you tonight. And He wants to be known by you. And so there is a way in which God wants to be known. It is our design as children to reflect the Father. It is our design. It is in who we are. We are His creation. And He is our creator. And He wants us to know His name and to shout His name over all eternity. It says this in Isaiah 49. For my own namesake, I delay my wrath. For the sake of my praise, I hold it back from you, so as not to destroy you completely. See, I have refined you. Though not as silver, I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. For my own sake, for my own sake, I do this. How can I let myself be defamed? I will not yield my glory to another. Listen to me, Jacob, Israel, whom I have called. I am he, I am the first, I am the last. My own hand laid the foundations of the earth, and my right hand spread out the heavens. When I summon them, they all stand up together. When I read that, I realize that we serve a big and glorious God. A big and glorious God who created the heavens and the earth, and who created us. And He wants to get the glory from us and through us. And so it's for His namesake that we were created. And He can do all this. Why? Because He is God. He is the Alpha and the Omega. And He created eternity and He created the heavens and the earth. And He can do this. Why? Because it's all because of God. You are not your own. It's not about us. It's not about you. It's about Him. We serve a greater God. We live for something greater than our own name. We live for His name. And so there's a purpose to our lives. It is to glorify God. If you want to know what your purpose is tonight, it is to glorify God. That looks like something practical. That looks like declaring His name and living for His name rather than your own desires or feelings or your passions or your pleasures. It looks like in your businesses, honoring His name by paying your employees well by having good business practices, by trusting in Him with your finances and your wealth, trusting Him as your future and provider. Not your own abilities, not your qualifications, but Him. Living for His name means that we live a different life, that we don't live for our own way of living, that we live for Him and Him alone. See, living for His name looks like something different, and He wants you to know His name. His name is Al Shaddai, Lord God Almighty. His name is Jehovah Nissi, the Lord, my banner. That I carry something which is my banner and is the Lord Jesus Christ. His name is Jehovah Ra, the Lord, my shepherd. He is your shepherd. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. If you need healing tonight, He is the Lord that heals. And He is wanting to declare that name over you tonight. He is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. He is Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace. He is Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts. There are so many names of God during the, in the Bible, and He wants you to know each and every one of them. Why? Because to know His name is to know His character. And to know His character to, is to know His promises, and that He is faithful, and that He is true, and He is who He says He is. And then we can live for His namesake. Why? Because we believe it is truth. And we, we believe that there is power in living to glorify His name. He wants you to know Him. It says this in Psalm 106. Yet He saved them for His namesake, that He might make known His mighty power. 
But you, O oh my God, my Lord, deal on my behalf for your name's sake, because your steadfast love is good. Deliver me. I hope you're starting to see it just like I did, is that our purpose in life is to live for his namesake. He saved you. It's a radical thing. He sent his son to die on the cross for each and every one of us, not because we deserved any of it, but because of his namesake. He shows his steadfast love to us, steadfast each and every day. His love can be encountered by us. Why? Because of his namesake. So it isn't dependent on anything that we do. It isn't dependent on anything that we have done or where we have fallen short or how we think that we have deserved it or achieved it. It's just dependent on who he is. That he is wanting to pour out his favor and his goodness and his grace to his children. Why? Because it's for the sake of his name. So that people may encounter the mighty name of Jesus Christ through our lives. And when he pours out his grace and when he pours out his favor, he gets all the glory. When we live for him, he gets all the glory. When we make decisions to honor him and to obey him, he gets all the glory. He is wanting all the glory from you tonight. It says this in 1 Samuel 12, For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake, because it has pleased the Lord to make you a people for himself. He has chosen you. He has called you. We do not make ourselves a people. God makes us a people. And we are his people. And he will never leave you nor forsake you. So if at ever in your life you feel that you are distant from God, that he is silent, that he is not there, that you cannot feel his presence and his intimacy, know that his word is truth and he promises that he will never leave you nor forsake you. And he is your God and you are his people. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ, knowing that we are gods through Jesus. We are adopted as sons and daughters. It says this in Psalm 23, this psalm that we love so much. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. The presence of God and promises for all should be enough for us. He promises us to lead us, to guide us for his name. Not because you deserve it. Not because we are qualified. Not because of anything that we have ever done, but because of who he is. My heart tonight is that you know who God is. My heart tonight is that you know that God is great. God is powerful. But God is real. God is real. It's not just a name that we worship or sing to. It's not just a person that we read on a page. He's a real and intimate God, and His grace flows through each and every moment of our lives. And He wants our lives to reflect His grace and His goodness and His power. Why? So that a watching world in desperate need of His grace will see how good and how majestic He is. So you are called for a plan and a purpose. You are called for more than this life, more than just this wrestling match. You are called to live for His name and His name alone. See, God's name is linked to his glory. And so when the Bible says we live for his glory, it means that we live for his praise or adoration. Do you adore God? I honestly can't answer that I adore God every moment of my life. 
There's so many things which distract me. There's so many pleasures which I am tempted by. There are so many pressures which I just bend to sometimes. But God is saying, do you adore me? The reason why we worship him isn't just to sing songs at church. It isn't just to tick a box of Christianity. It's to present our bodies as living sacrifices. Why? Because we are not our own. We were created for, by him and for him. That is our purpose in life. And so when he says, do you know him and do you glorify him? He is asking you, do you bring praise to my name in each and every moment? Your relationship, does it bring praise to his name? The way you raise your kids, does it bring praise to his name? The way you honor your parents, does it bring praise to his name? He's asking you that question tonight. And if I'm honest... I can't always say yes to that. But his grace is still there because he pours out his grace for his namesake. And so it brings glory to him to keep his promises because if he ever failed to keep his promises, he would either be a liar or a weakling, and he is neither. God is a great God. God is a faithful God. And so when we glorify God, we are blessed. We are doing that for which we have been created. We are finding our rightful place in the universe. Glorifying God or acting for the sake of God's name is not limited to the sort of thing that we do on a Sunday. It is in each and every moment of our lives. When we live in a way that reflects God's kingdom, we are doing that for which we were created. And so my question again is, whose name are you living to make famous? We are in a wrestling match. Who will win? Ezekiel 20 verse 22. But I withheld my hand and acted for the sake of my name, that it should not be profaned in the sight of the nations in whose sight I had brought them out. It's clear that God's name can be glorified or it can be profaned. We can either live for his name or for ours. And he is wanting his name to be known by his people. And so what does living for our own namesake look like? It will come up on the screen behind me. But it looks like malformation. It looks like living a life for which we were not created for. Living for our own pleasures, our own desires, our own way of being. Be who I am. Be whoever I want to be. Live for your good, your happiness. It is not how you were created to be. Well, then we go to moderation. Well, we just need balance in life. We need a little bit of this and a little bit of that to make us happy and to make us feel satisfied and to give us some purpose. Well, moderation will always lead to compromise. So let's try meditation. I need to meditate. I need to meditate on good things, on holy things. But if we're not careful, we're just going to meditate to ourselves. And that's always going to lead to chaos. Okay, so what do we do? We try motivation. I need to motivate myself to live the fullest life. I need to motivate myself to be the best version of myself. I need to motivate myself to seek my purpose. But sometimes motivation doesn't even get to church on a, give, even get to us to church on a Sunday. So motivation doesn't work. Well, then what do we need? We need some mediation. We need some help. Well, now we're getting somewhere because we do need help. And our mediator is a man named Jesus Christ. And he died on a cross. And what does he say? Well, it ends in mortification. Die to self. Pick up your cross and follow me. It's a different way of living. See, 
whose name are we living to make famous? We are in a wrestling match, Life Changes Church. The enemy wants you to live for your own name. Why? Because then God's not getting the glory. The enemy wants you to live for your own name. Why? Because then you are living a small life outside of the promises and fullness and grace of God. And so know that you are in a wrestling match. And there was another wrestling match in the Bible. And it takes place in Genesis 32 between Jacob and God. And we read here and it says this. So Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. That's God. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask me my name? Then he blessed him there. Why does an all-knowing and all-powerful God ask Jacob what his name is? Because he wants Jacob to know what his name is. That he was created by God and for God. And then God changes Jacob's name because Jacob means deceiver. And so he changes it to Israel, which means governed by God. And why do you think God touched Jacob's hip? Why? Because it actually caused him to walk a little bit funny. And I just hurt my knee yesterday while wakeboarding and being a pro athlete. Amen. But it's caused me to walk a little bit funny. And, so, and people have realized actually there's something different about him. And so God touched Jacob's hip because there's something different about him. Why? Because he encountered God. And so when we encounter God, there's something different about us. When we encounter God, we need to live differently and we need to walk differently. When we encounter God and His presence and His intimacy and His name, there needs to be something different about our lives. So when Jacob was in this wrestling match, he realized that he could live for one name and one name alone, and that was God, that he would be Israel governed by God. And so God is asking you, whose name are you living for? There's a wrestling match going on Life Changes Church between living for our own name according to the enemy's ways or living for his name. And we realize this throughout eternity. A little bit of history. There was a great king called Alexander the Great. And he was one of the greatest generals ever to have lived on the face of the earth. But there was a man in his army who deserted Alexander the Great in the heat of battle. And he ran away, and he caused chaos in each and every village he came across. And they eventually caught this man. And he was absolutely terrified what the consequences would be when he got before Alexander the Great. And so Alexander sat there, and he called the man up. And the man was terrified, and he was shaking, and he was afraid that he would be put to death. And Alexander the Great asking this, why did you desert my ranks? And, because, and he was honest. He could not lie before the king, and he said, because I was afraid. And so Alexander the Great asking this, what is your name? And the man said nothing. And so once more, he shouted, what is your name? And he still said nothing. And once more, he got up from his seat, and he said, what is your name? And the man began to realize what he was trying to say because his name was also Alexander. 
And Alexander the Great got up and he looked the man in his eyes and he said, either you change your behavior or you change your name. Because he did not want his name to be profaned. But with grace and mercy, he let that man go to live a changed life. That is the grace that we receive through Jesus Christ. He gives us a new name. He allows us to live a different way. He gives us the power and the grace to every day choose something different. To choose to live according to His goodness and His pleasures and His gospel and His grace. For each and every one of us, this isn't just for a preacher or something that we learn in church. He wants to pour out His goodness and His favor in your life. He wants you to know Him and to know His glory, and to be changed and transformed by Him, will you choose to live for His name? See, we all have a choice to live for our own namesake or to live for His namesake. And He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, so that the glorious Son would glorify the Father, that we could have eternity through Jesus. And I'm going to ask the band to come up now. Because it says this in Psalm 79, Help us, O God, of our salvation, for the glory of your name. Deliver us and atone for our sins for your name's sake. John 1 in the New Testament, I am writing to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. In saving a people for himself, God displays his grace. And displaying his grace, he brings glory to himself. He wants to display his grace and his favor to you tonight, Life Changes Church. Will you receive it? What are the decisions you have to make in order to live for his name? What do you have to say no to in your life in order to live for his name? What do you have to say yes to in order to live for his name? What are the things in your life which are out of alignment with your, His word and His will? Maybe it's addiction and running to things to bring you comfort and healing and wholeness, which will only lead to chaos and death. Choose to live for His name and run to the only person who can bring you healing and wholeness, who is Jesus Christ. Choose to live for His name. And He is faithful and He is true. And His promises will always bring fruitfulness in your life. Why? Because He cannot deny Himself because He is God. Choose to trust Him in all of His ways, in each and every moment of your life. Because He is faithful, because He is God. And He wants His name to be known over your life. Choose, choose to trust Him with your finances, your family your thought life, your actions, your futures, your careers. Choose to trust Him because He is faithful and He is true. And He is the name who has stood the test of time and who will be proclaimed forevermore in eternity. He is the name above all names. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the name which we need to be known by. And so the meaning of life now, the purpose of life now, is not comfort in this world now, nor escape from suffering now, nor the avoidance of loss now, nor the maximizing of physical pleasures now, nor the amassing of riches now, nor the achievement of any fame now. 
It is for the glory of His name now. Our purpose in life is to live in such a way as to make the surpassing worth of Jesus Christ made known. And if we had not lived, the world will be worse off for it because they would not have seen Jesus in our lives. So I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. And my plea is this as a pastor. is whose name are you living for? I have a passion for this. Why? Because I believe that if we are the church and if we are His people and we truly live for His namesake, we would be a beacon of hope like no other in a world that desperately needs hope. That when people encounter us, they will encounter His goodness and His grace. And the world will be changed and transformed for the sake of His name. And so my question tonight is, do you know His name? Do you know that He is El Shaddai, the Lord God Almighty? That He is El Elyon, the Most High God? That He is Adonai, the Lord our Master? That He is Yahweh, the Lord of Lords? That He is Jehovah Nissi, the Lord my banner? He is Jehovah Ra, the Lord that heals, uh, the, the Lord my shepherd. He is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. He is Jehovah Shema, the Lord is there. He is Jehovah Tzitkanu, the Lord our righteousness. He is Jehovah Umkadesh, the Lord who sanctifies you, the Lord who makes you holy. He is our Olam, the everlasting God. He is Evelim, God. He is Kana, jealous. He is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. He is Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is our peace. He is Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts. He is our Roy, the God of seeing. And He is our Gabor, the mighty God. Do you know that God tonight? all eyes closed that question what is your purpose if you believe that your purpose is to live for his name and his namesake and for his glory and to bring glory to him is to shower him with praise and adoration with every part of your life and every part of your soul and your heart and your mind then I'm going to ask you to do this right now. I'm going to ask you to place your hand on your hearts and with every eyes closed, not caring about what anyone else thinks or the attention of anything else, that we are declaring that we are yours, God, that we choose to live for you and you alone, that anything in my life which is out of alignment with your word and your will, Lord, I choose to submit to you for your namesake. I choose to praise you and honor you and adore you. I choose to live a different way. I choose to live a different way in this wrestling match between my own name and your name. I choose to live by a different currency, not of the world, not by my qualifications, not by my wealth or my riches, but because you are the provider. You are Jehovah Jireh, the God of provision. You are the God of faithfulness. You are the God who is faithful and who is true, and I choose to live by you. And so I am declaring to choose to live for your name. 
Well, we hope you were encouraged and inspired by that word today. If you would like to know more about what's happening in the life of the church, please check out our socials on Instagram and Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, or check out our website, lifechanges.org.za. Enjoy your day.